Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm jo- joined by my player two, Hunter Ray Lyra. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, see? You're tying it in. I try to do that every episode, by the way. <laughs> do, <laughs> do you record on you yet? You usually say illustrious sidekick. Yeah, because we don't know about just strictly superhero stuff. Yeah, now it's something different. Yeah. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> it foreshadows besides the thumbnail. <laughs> and the title. And the title. <laughs> Because not everyone gets the thumbnail. Only some people get the thumbnail. I know. People have Apple just get the title. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they'll know. We are brought to you by Andrews Comics down in Stephen, New York. So, guys, news to be super quick, so let's go do this. Hunter, what's the first bit of news? So, unfortunately, Robert Pattinson has been tested, and he is positive for COVID-19, which is halting the Batman production. Yes. Uh, Hopes, you know, thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everything's okay with him. I know COVID isn't as bad I mean it's still like the same but I feel like it's not as bad as it was if that makes sense because they have we have you mean better treatments the, the spread uh, yeah the we spread don't. as well <laughs> we, we, we don't apparently uh, he got it from a crew member yeah so so it is halting production but it's okay as long as he's fine so the full breakdown is going to be that he has quarantine for two weeks and then, and then get uh, retested. And then get retested if he if he doesn't have symptoms. Yes, if he's negative, they, he can go back. The problem is, um, it's not just him they they're quarantining because they're so they were filming in the uh, United Kingdom. That's when yeah. they were filming at the time. Uh, under the rules, of United Kingdom for for the corona, uh, if you're cor- if you're infected, if you interact with someone more than fifteen minutes. Um, that person also has to quarantine. So actually, the, so, most of the crew, Zoe Kravitz has to go. Paul only, Dano only probably. within that, only within that, like week before that spread. So oh, not, okay. it's not many people. It's actually not many people. Um, the only ones that are confirmed, um, that are big names, is Matt Reeves and him. Every, uh, some other people are going to be like the people that worked with him directly, like makeup people. Must have been some solo stuff. Yeah, makeup people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Sun coordinators, anyone yeah. that was like that. Um, that's why. It's not, um, there is a big rumor going, oh, is it postponed indefinitely? Um, in under uh, European, uh, under uh, UK law, um, within 72 hours, some people can go back to work. Why do we have the Black Lois Lane book up on the wall? Oh, you noticed that? I just noticed that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that after show. I am curious, Black. Yeah. It's that's such a weird title. I can't believe we have that. That's named after a movie. It's legendary. I'm curious blank. It's, I think I'm curious yellow is the name of the movie. Oh. Interesting. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just noticed it and that is fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I'll, talk, I'll, I'll, <laughs> tell, you this, I'll tell you the story behind that after pod. <laughs> nice, nice. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> yeah, um, so delayed indefinitely probably is delayed no, until no, he's no, done. No, no, no. It's um, UK lore because I know you spaced out for a second. So under UK lore. I was talking about the, the Black Lois <laughs> Lane book. <laughs> <laughs> you completely wiped out the entire idea you had. Uh, so on the UK law, it could be within seventy two hours you can go back to work. Mm-hmm. If as long as you test negatively, negative, yes. Yeah. So and he, he tested positive, symptoms. so he's got to be out yeah. for two weeks. But the, the crew weeks. people went back. For yeah, the most part. yeah. So they actually uh, a lot of crew people are working on like props and stuff like that right now. So yeah, there's and, there's probably scenes without him. We yeah, know there's so. solo scenes with the Riddler. We know there's stuff with yeah. uh, Zoe sneaking into. As Zoe Kravitz, uh, Selena sneaking yeah. into um the no, Wayne Zoe Manor. Kravitz, her, she's playing herself. I know, but when, yeah, she, when she, saying she, Zoe, no one, not know. everybody knows when I say Zoe. When I say Zoe's sneaking in, it's yeah. Selena sneaking into the thing. Then we have um some Cobblepot stuff for sure. Yeah, and then probably some Bruce Wayne as a kid stuff because we're definitely yeah. gonna get the death of his parents again. So we can easily get there's a lot of stuff we can film without Pattinson. Yeah, so plus Batman stunts, Pattinson doesn't do all the stunts. Right, so so there is ways around this. So it's not. 
postponed per se, no. but it's definitely at a hindrance yeah. for sure. Because also it, Matt Reeves is gone too. Right, it's postponed enough where like it does delay. Um, it might not delay the release date, but it's going to delay yeah. the production. But the big thing is that a lot of this is the first movie that we're seeing that's being filmed, that's currently being filmed, uh, post new world pandemic stuff, and this is kind of like the bar to see how. Idris Elba had COVID, and he filmed a little bit of Suicide Squad. Yeah, after. but then he yeah afterward yeah. after he was cleared it's yeah. not yeah you have to be clear like yeah I don't know what I'm saying like this is I mean currently like as of right now like he had it and then they went to film and it was early on where they were oh, still, okay. before okay, everything gotcha, was shut gotcha, down gotcha. and everything yeah. so I'm talking about like now where it's like we are now this is the new precedent what are we know like um what one of the shows on ABC went back to film like um like three weeks ago about a month ago yeah. and they were showing behind the scenes stuff what they're doing and and oh Goldberg's thank you yeah uh, it was um the chick was Erica I yeah her name. from Ant was telling me and, mm-hmm. and he, was, he was telling me like oh that makes sense like so things have gone back to filming and stuff like that but the thing is like this is like the first big movie to be filmed after you know the the, the new standards and everything to see what's gonna happen yeah with so, the new rules and this will also change how movies are made in the future. So for the most part, for, yeah. I mean, until we get a, a for as long as we or have, vaccine. yeah. Um. So yes. So moving on from bad news to positive news, let's stick to DC. Yeah. Uh, Constantine is getting a live action show for HB Max, and it better be Matt Reeves. I mean, Matt Ryan. Thank you, Matt Ryan. God. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan or Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. You, you combine oh, them both. On. That's a fusion. That's what yeah. they are. That, that's the director. Is. He's uh, the fusion. Is. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Matt Ryan fused together to make, make Matt, Matt Reeves, Reeves the director. <laughs> that's that's literally what happened. <laughs> He's just a time-displaced alternate version. <laughs> like Bill and Ted's Yes. Stuff, oh, God. We'll later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would like to see Matt Ryan return because he is Constantine. Yes. And HBO Max is tied to the DC stuff. Not directly. No. Because, like, some of it, like, with the alternate universe stuff. But we can easily see. I just don't want a new Constantine because he's no. so good. And that's what it is. Unless do... it's Keanu Reeves. Because oh, yeah. that's just a sweet callback. I do think. We will actually find out next week. Oh, yeah. Fandom. They or might no, talk it about it. It would actually be on Fandom. There's a Constantine yeah. panel. So we will see better be Matt Reeves and if not it better be somebody who looks just like Matt Reeves and sounds just like Matt Reeves so just Matt Reeves I don't know where you're not getting just Matt Reeves at this point well I want him but if not not Matt Reeves Reeves. I keep saying Matt Reeves (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's two in the brain Batman Keanu fucking (laughs) too much on the brain Matt Ryan would be great. Keanu Reeves would be hilarious to come back. <laughs> and if it's somebody new, that's awesome. Oh, Matt Reeves. Like, um, who, who's voicing him in the Audible? Uh, Taron Edgerton. He'd be yeah. great. He'd be uh, great, Constantine. He'd be young, like too young, Constantine. Well, maybe it's gonna be young Constantine. I don't want like kid Constantine. He's like, he's older than me. I know he is, but like, he's like, not like young. Your CW drama, like <laughs> <laughs> it's HBO Max. It's definitely gonna be CW Constantine. Your CW drama. He's high, like, edgy. We yeah, get like, like it's, <laughs> it's Riverdale, but with magic. <laughs> So Sabrina. Oh shit! <laughs> it's Sabrina, but with a boy. <laughs> I'm Davey. Yo, what if they get what? Uh, what's his name? Ross Lynch, the kid who plays Harvey. Oh, that'd be weird. Because I, I, I don't that think he, had, I don't think he'd be able to look, do it. Because I don't think he can do wrong. a British accent. I would definitely say something wrong. That kid has a punchable face. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he definitely does. Like he does not look like he can fight. Like it, I'm like, only saying him because it'd be funny to get him to be the he's yes. the magic boy to put him into the. Yeah, but I'm like he like, <laughs> the guy who plays Nick. Like oh yeah, but again he also has a punchable they, face. Everyone in that show has a punchable face. Because they're all douches. Even on Sabrina that show. has a punchable face. Yeah, because she got to do sometimes. Kieran, yeah, Kieran Shipka, I think her name is she. And, hey, if you're listening to this for some reason, okay. we love you, but like. Like, we can't, like, yeah. the Harvey thing is so, just says, Sometimes Harvey and Sabrina have punchable faces. I always just say that because Harvey is just like, 
Uh, Harvey he, moves on from Sabrina too quickly. Yeah, I just with what's her face? And oh, it's like with uh, Ross. Ross. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. Ross Lynch. Ross is funny. Ross. Ross. Um, I think the only character who doesn't have a punchable face is um, oh god, the transgender. The transgender character. Yeah. I don't remember. I can't remember. Name. I I always draw a blank. Cause I remember, yeah, I know Robin is the boyfriend or the the, the little the gremlin, the, yeah, sprite the sprite or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the transgender character, the transgender character is awesome. Oh yeah, I think that's the best. He's the the, he's the only the only well written character he's, he's in the got, show. He's got the most character growth the entire series. <laughs> Wait, we'll talk about this when Sabrina <laughs> season four comes out. We we're straight too far off. Magic. Yeah. Uh, so Constantine, awesome. No direct news besides the announcement. We we'll will probably see get some on Saturday. Fandom. Or Saturday. Yeah. So if you're listening to this after the twelfth, I'm sorry, the news is already late. September twelfth. You'll yes. see. We'll talk about it next week. And finally, James, do you want to do this one since you didn't cover the news yet? Did I not cover the news? Yet? You didn't say anything, we only have three articles. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh oh, so duh. Uh, so the next part up is the final bit of news. Sony announces that they're going to do a live uh, live action series for Silk. Uh, Hell yeah! Been, it was originally announced as like a movie, kind of. Oh, that they were going to do something with the property. got a announcement. Yeah. yeah, it was like we're doing something, and we're and like just like bye. <laughs> yeah, like peace. Uh, I think we talked about it a while ago. We thought it would be a movie because everyone thought it was going to be. You a know who'd be cool? Karen Fukuhara, Katana, um, and villain from not villain of uh, the the girl the, from the female from the, the female. Boys. Yeah, she'd be great because she's young and she's, she's not that bit, young. Silk so, so doesn't need silk. Silk oh, doesn't need to be young. No. Silk just needs to be no, no, because not not young. And like no, Silk needs to be an adult because when Silk was introduced, she's Peter's age. Yeah, but in the book, Peter is introduced. Oh, you mean when she's introduced in her origin story? Yeah, she's Peter's age. Yeah, she's but in in the comic, when she's brought back after the bunker, she's like thirty. Because that's what, that's how old Peter is. In the yeah, book. She's Peter, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, so she she's, can't be Karen Fukuhara, but yeah, the introduction yes. can't be Karen Fukuhara. Right. No, she, I'm only no. saying that because she does comic book stuff. No, when, be I cool say, uh, when I say young, well, no, I in my head, you know, I was thinking because the art and the last couple of story elements they were talking about in Silk make her seem like a teenager, but I'm like, Silk's she's not a not. teenager. No, it's because she's a full grown woman. Yeah, she's a full grown woman. Yeah, just uh, like Gwenpool. Gwenpool is she's a teen ish, but she's not a fucking 15 year old like the, like your hero made her look like. Yeah, uh, it was weird. That was really weird. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> like, good book. Don't, don't look directly in my eyes when you see it. Because I know you're, like, being weird. Like, this um, is kind of weird. Same with Kate Bishop. They make they draw her like a girl, but she's at least 21. Because yeah, she drinks in one of the books. They all, yeah. all the Young Avengers are 21. All the Young Avengers are adults. <laughs> they're all, all at least 21. Yeah, the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> the minimum is 21. Yeah, so Silk... I, I really think Karen would do it. Would do great. Because... Yeah. She's done two comic book things, and she was the, one of the best characters in Suicide Squad. Whether you believe that or not, I think she was great. It's not like Suicide Squad as a, as a whole. No, so her, she was she had good design though, and then she's apparently amazing in. Oh, she's the boys. awesome in the boys. Yes, yeah, so I think she'd be great. She's a, a mute assassin. Yeah, she's Cassandra Cain that I wanted in Harley Quinn vs. Prey. <laughs> like, but I don't know anyone. It's because I don't know any other Asian female Asian actresses that have action in their background. That yeah, I can't think of. It's funny because, like, uh, it's really hard when you're, like, thinking of it on the spot. Yeah, if I looked it up, I could be like, oh, duh, this yeah. one. I'm stupid. It's but this. I think the pro- – so my, my thing with um, soaking a live-action series – Or it would be funny if whoever voiced uh, Penny Parker in the, Sp- in the Spider-Verse no, movie, that would be funny. No, that's too young. Don't make it – No, it could be, a, like, a teen story. Yeah, but if – uh, look it up. Look up how old There's she no, is. Oh, Karen or the chick the, who voices the, the, Penny? The, the chick that uh, voices Penny. Okay, I'll look it up. Because my right. only thing is my only my only issue with the Silk live action series is that she doesn't have that big of a rose gallery. She has herself, but evil. Yeah, that, <laughs> but that's like <laughs> uh, Kimiko Glenn is the chick who plays Penny Parker. She? she is born in 1989. Oh, she, she was in Aussie Black. Yep, I know her. Was she? Oh yeah, she was. She was Brooke Soso. Yeah, 
She's also been in Nerve. She's in DuckTales. She's in Close Enough as Bridget. You know, I think she would do great. Yeah, no, yeah. She doesn't have a big action past, but she has a spider past, and I think that would be funny. Yeah, and uh, I know from Orange Black. Yeah, she actually yeah. play... Um, um, she's an 89 is when she was born. Yeah. So, so she's she like play, 10 she years, the right age to She's like play. 8 years older than me. So she's, she's your age. Younger, yeah, she's, she's your age. age. She's yeah, 30. She, she could be, yeah, she could be she Silk easily. absolutely be Silk. Yeah. That actually be cool. I, I want her to do it now. Yeah, I want her to do Karen it. Karen Fukuhara, close second. This one. Keep it uh, Glenn. Yeah. If, if Silk was more hard ass, yeah. Yeah. Karen but Silk is fucking soft ass. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah Silk has a very small rogue scale. That's why I thought it was supposed to be a movie that be. was based in the Spider-Verse universe because then you can play around with the alternate stuff. Yeah. But like Silk's bad guys are her ghost ex-boyfriend. Yep. Kind of Peter Parker. Kind of Jackal. Her brother Not for a brief Peter. time because of the Goblin Nation stuff. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, and Peter, herself, like, but evil. But Peter's her ally. In fact, the, where her first appearance, all she wanted to do was sleep with Peter. Well, no, it's because of the spider hormones or something. Because, because they, Dan uh, Slott was like, yeah. Because uh, he because uh, it was the whole tree thing they were connected. It was, the, it, it was all tied to the Spider-Verse and original scene. And uh, Mo- uh, Moraloon. Yeah. That's what it was. So they heard her stuff. Yeah, Moraloon. Yeah, which was funny because it's like, we just want to bang. I was like, what about Mary Jane? And he's like, but silk. And I'm but, like, yes. you know. <laughs> The American Dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yes, um, so I think that's the whole thing. I think the as a series, it's. I mean, they could easily make it young adult trash. They're going to like, like Riverdale style. Not that that's trash. I love Riverdale. I love. Riverdale. But we always say Riverdale because Riverdale is the trashiest drama. Yes, because it's just like, it's so teen girly nonsense that yeah. it's it's great. You eat it up. It's, uh, apparently I'm wrong because apparently last night I had a full talk about Degrassi. I learned so much about Degrassi. Oh, last dude, night. I tried to watch Degrassi. It is, it's worse than Riverdale. I can't do Degrassi. Apparently, because they add up, they, they do. They have like shootouts I, in the in the show, and I'm like, why? Apparently, I love my friend Connor. Pretty much could could have could have ran a, uh, a Degrassi fan board since 2012. <laughs> like the amount of information that's coming out of my friend's faces last there's night. There's Degrassi. There's a new season of Degrassi on Netflix. I think it's yeah. called Degrassi: The Next Generation. It is. I know that. That's, like That's what we were talking about oh, last okay. night. <laughs> and we were talking about like all the old shows, too. I'm like, what is happening? Anyway, but yeah. yes. So, so Silk could easily be like an Arrow show where they also just adapt smaller villains like Scorpina or Electro, but the girl version, into the Silk show and just yeah, make her the, fight. The syndicate. The yeah, the syndicate. Yeah, syndicate like with Miss Beetle. Yeah. Uh, not Miss Beetle. The Beetle. Miss Beetle. Beetle. I don't want to call her Miss Beetle. Um, the, the, the rabbit chick. White rabbit. That's her name? Yes. That's a bad name. Yes. It's I just think... like so simple. Yeah. Uh, jackpot could easily show up because they're it's from that Sony. They could tie cool. it in. That would actually be cool. She could show up, and that could be her first or second appearance, depending on whenever the movie comes out. So yeah, they could easily tie this around. And if it's Sony, they could have Tom Holland show up. Yeah. Tom Holland is my age. He just looks like a baby. Because if they make Silk a teenager, they can do. If you Tom make, Holland can be there. Yeah. If you make Silk, if you were to make, Silk, I think Cindy is briefly mentioned in the movies. I don't remember. I think she is. Uh, let, me, let me find it. You yeah, uh, continue. But uh, I think with Cindy, I think the thing is, if you would make a teenage, if you would make her younger, like Tom Holland's age, you there's more story to play with. Well, Tom Holland's character's age. Yes, that's what <laughs> Tom Holland is older than me. Yes, he is. Um, but if you if you make it as um, like Cindy, if you make Cindy like Peter's age from the, the yeah, Cindy is played by Tiffany uh, Espenson. She is uh, two. She's younger than me by two years. Oh, if she if, yeah. they, if they will make her so the if they could easily just bring it from her then that would be cool yeah and just make it because that could be the or way that could be their the, bridge because then you could have Donald Glover show up again or Ned show up again yeah and like we could have some connections that yeah, tie it around I mean even with that you could show, I would like an aged up silk because I think that's just more compelling but having another teenage yes. Spider-Man TV show but li- a, li- a live action Spider-Man show hasn't happened since like what the 70s yeah 
Like, I would love to see a new live-action Spider-Man show, and whether it they be... they can get away silk. with it because it's silk, and you can do characters that you wouldn't normally... that you wouldn't be able to put enough time for a big-screen performance. Yeah. Like, you're not going to... You're not going to waste Venom in the TV show, but you can put in, like... Scream. Scream. Yeah, Scream could easily be her season one villain. You know, and you can do things like other characters that... Like, a shocker where you... Oh, I mean, he was in the movie. Yeah. But, but they mean, could have the guy who... The new Mysterio. Yeah. Because it's, it's the, the other guy is not Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. They could easily have, like... It's Mysterio, but they don't get Jake Gyllenhaal, but they just get, like, the mechanics of Mysterio show up, and then yeah. he's got, like, just the bubble on his face you don't yeah. see. Yeah. Just to make uh, more ties to it. Or anything. Like, you can do Doc Doc. You can do anything that's not... The Tinkerer could come back because he's Tinkerer. a cartoon... He's a uh, TV actor. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can do Chameleon. Oh, Chameleon would be great. You, you know, know you can do one. Rhino. You can do Sandman. Anything that's not in the movie. Apparently, Sandman's going to be John Cena. He just posted a picture of himself. Uh, he posted a picture of Sandman going, coming soon. And I was like, bro, Really? So John Cena could be Sandman, and I love it, but that's just me. You're looking at me like you don't like I it. I don't like it. Anyway, I, don't like I, I think John Cena would be great as Sandman. But yeah, so I think they can do more They could easily, yeah, jump they in with themselves. They can do more stuff if they make her younger. And they could also make Silk, like Silk had like a little bad guy stint for a little bit, where she was like, didn't know what she wanted to do. She right. joined up with Black Cat. Yeah. So it would be cool yeah, for her to... Yeah, we Black Cat. Or she could join in on um, the Sinister Syndicate by accident, by teaming up with Beetle, not knowing she's a bad guy. Yeah. And then have Beetle be like a side character. Yeah. You, there's yeah. More and it could with... be Tiffany, it could be Kimiko, it could be Karen, right. depending on the ages. Yeah, and that's what it is. I think you play around a little bit more when you're in high school, because you play with a lot more side characters. Yeah. When you're older, it's like Star Girl, right? Exactly. Star Girl has so many side characters but can, because it's the high school. Yeah, but Arrow only has a select few amount of side characters because when is a grown man gonna meet someone new? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, it's true. It's, I'm surprised every time he gets a new cast member. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, how does Barry keep making new friends? Because it, it's super hard. It's hard <laughs> yeah. as adults. Like you, the, know, the only reason hard. why Ralph Dibney was even in the show was because there was more metas, and then they had to go find them all. And Ralph happened to be the only not douche one. Exactly. Well, not in real. Not well, in no. Life. I mean, like, we know, but like. Fucking introducing characters in those shows where they're all adults is a lot harder than being like, yes. oh, a new girl transferred. Oh, or uh, we, we stopped talking for a couple years. This is my friend Billy. You know, yeah. it's like, or they can introduce a spider girl from a different dimension yeah. that can easily tie into like Spider Verse stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, even without going super crazy meta concept stuff, like, yeah. it's easier to introduce characters that are either, excuse me, heroes or villains because they're either children like Harry Osborn or what, or you, Harry, ha- Harry has not been in the Marvel Universe yet. He could easily be the side character. He could be the best friend in this. Yeah. They could easily so they be Harry Ned, Osborn here. They have Ned in... Um, yeah, the they have up- Ned in the shows. Yeah, Ned yeah. takes the place of um, Harry, Harry slash Ned from... Uh, um, yeah, from The Miles, Miles stuff. Yeah. So you can do things like that. You know, Not Ned. Um, Gank. Gank, yeah. yeah. Same character. Yeah. Ned Leeds just happens to be one of the Hobgoblins. Yeah. Which is weird, but funny. I saw all that. I still love it. Yeah. Um, it's a little Easter egg. It's nice. But that's my whole point. Like, you can still do cool things like that uh, with the series... If you keep her younger, if you, you do older, we could make her like unless she's already working for the Daily Bugle as uh, as analog. She did all the um, she did uh, gossip columns. I think. Yeah, that's what it was, or something like that, or she did like the fluff columns for a bit. Yeah, I'm but like, then uh, JJ liked her because she was old school because she was ten years time displaced yeah. with the bunker thing. Yeah, she didn't understand technology. That's yeah, a so lot. they called her analog. Yeah, analog. You know, so J.K. Simmons could come back in one or two episodes. Yeah, oh yeah. Ah, oh, I love that. But yeah, and you can, and you can still do things like that where it's not like we, like I said, we're only speculating a lot because they haven't really given us anything besides they're doing a live action series. Yeah, it could be totally displaced from every single thing. That's why I said Kimiko could do it because it's not tied to Spider Verse. Right. If they get Tiffany to do it or Karen to do it, that's uh, Tiffany would be in the MCU. But yes. could they use MCU stuff? That's because well, Sony owns the characters of the Spider Man stuff. The only- but can they mention like? The fall of shield, the the disappearing stuff, like the, right. what was it called, the snapping. 
It's just called the snap. The snapping. But uh, I think the big thing is we, we would have known if Mobius came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could have known what they could say. Because yeah. Michael Keaton's showing up. What does that mean? Does that mean right. he's only... He's going to say, hey, I fought Spider-Man, and he's like 12, and his name's right. Peter. Like, I know him. Yeah. Like, or is it going to be like... It's the vulture, but he can't say anything. But it's the same guy, right? Is, is that more? Was that more of an Easter egg to be? Is that like an end credit scene? Yeah, because it looks like it's an end credit scene. Yeah, he's like Morbius is like walking in the fucking alleyway, like right at the end of the movie. He's hurt. Yeah, and then Tombs picks him up and brings him to the Sinister Six. Yeah, so that's what it could be. I think we will know more. We don't know what happened to Tombs during the snap. Right, and we'll see. We'll see what is um, what's considered canon and what's not canon. Well, because Morbius could be tied to Venom or. Spider, right. Spider we'll, stuff, and we'll see. We'll see. I would love for it to be tied to both, and then Venom could eventually bridge over. Venom could be a grown ass man. I don't want that Venom to be the MCU Venom. I don't. Why? Because he's a good guy. Not not the MCU Venom, but the Spider MCU Venom. That would still be MCU Venom. Well, yeah, because they're not going to do. Yeah. they're not going to do a real Venom. Right. I yeah. I'm like Tom Hardy's good enough to do it. I'm not saying that. I think I, I, I think his movie is underrated. It's. Because it, it's, it's a spin of fate. Uh, I will say this, and I want, I'll cover this on a Venom episode. Mm. But that movie is Venom trash. <laughs> it's garbage, but it's nice. It's, it's it's hot garbage, but it's like the good kind. You you don't watch it thinking it's a good movie. You watch it because it's dumb, and you like it because of uh, it. I don't do things like that. Oh, you're not me. Yeah, I, I, I love that movie because like good. the CGI is fun. Venom is a big idiot. Tom Hardy jumping the in. Origin's the origin's awful. Not, not the actual crash landing the earth. Oh, no, that's, that's, cool. that, that's fine. The, the, the fucking the thing where uh, Tom Hardy jumps in the lobster tank improvised. Awesome. I love that. It just says Tom walks into uh, to restaurant goes crazy. So he goes in, he's like, oh, it's hot in here, and he hops, oh, it's so good. I like that movie. There's a lot of stuff wrong with it, and I wish the first 40 minutes didn't exist, because it's a rom-com at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, hey, my girlfriend's, uh, I like my girlfriend, but she doesn't like me that much anymore. I'm gonna go be a journalist. Oh, man, super spy stuff. Venom. Then it's Venom. And then it becomes like, the last oh, 20, uh, the last, like, 10 I don't minutes. know. last 10 minutes of that movie is Venom. <laughs> no, it's the last 30 minutes of that movie is Venom. Because he's he, he fights the soldiers, he bites that guy's head off, and then he um, goes to fight Riot, and it's a big uh, CGI yes. fight. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the last 30 minutes. That's the last 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Last 30 minutes, absolute Venom. Yeah. Everything else doesn't know what it is. Anyway, no. I'll talk about more when we do Venom. Episode. It doesn't know if it's a rom-com or if it's an action comedy or if it's like... But I liked it. I think it should be the MCU Spider... Because it fits in the MCU. Because the MCU is, even though it's serious, it's full of jokes. Every movie has, like, dumb jokes thrown in there. And you don't even have to put him in the Spider-Man movies. You could put Tom Hardy even though they're not going to because it's Sony, into the Guardians and do Space Knight instantly because he'd fit with the Guardians. At least that Venom would. But that's just me. Anyway, do you have any closing arguments on our Silk Talk? I'm not yelling at you about this. <laughs> I don't know, that's why I said, do you have any closing arguments on the Silk Talk? No, I passed. I'm good. All right. Let's move on to our main topic of the week. James, what are we talking about? We, if you didn't figure it out from the title, the thumbnail, all my cute little introduction, we were talking about Marvel video games. Specifically Marvel video games. We're not talking about comic book video games. We're going to save that for a different time. Yes. Too much stuff. We're also not talking about the Lego games because that's a whole different genre with the Lego TV shows, with the Lego movies, with the Lego video games. That's a whole... That's a, and the Legos in general. Those are episodes in themselves. Exactly. So I don't want to spend too much time on those, but there were three Marvel Lego games, just to clarify. Yes. But we will not be talking about those. So we're going to talk about our favorite, uh, the best and worst Marvel video games. There is no history to really dive into. Um, the first crazy. one came out, it was Spider-Man. It was way back in the day. It was really ugly. I mean, you had to climb a building, that was it. Yeah, so without going into crazy nonsense. Oh, you have some stuff. 
Oh, I was going to. Oh, okay. I thought you didn't have any, so I was going to oh, no, give no, my no. brief I, I, abridged I, I, history. No, I, I, I do. All right. Um, give it to me straight, Doc. You can... It's, it's fine, because... Uh, the first actual uh, major Marvel... I'm, I'm only using Marvel Comics. I can literally look up uh, Spider-Man. I actually want to double-check the dates comparing the two. Yeah. For one, it... I think it's Spider-Man. is the first Marvel video game. I think. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it was on, like, one of the... Not the Famicom. No, like... Spider-Man... Amazing Spider-Man 1980 arcade game. Yeah. Oh, it's a pinball game. That'll count that. No, no, no. There was one where um, he shoots webs up and you have to swing back and forth and climb and get people... And also get pie from people. But 1982. 82. 82 for Atari and then... Atari, yeah. There yeah, we go. that was the Atari And there was game. a bunch of beat-em-up arcade games. And then there was a PS1 game for Spider-Man. But this, we're talking about general... Broader. Look at that's, yep, that's yeah. what I was... Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, yeah, that's the first one. That was 1982. That was for the Atari... Uh, 2600. 2600. And what's the most recent one? The most recent video game was Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. And that's why out, we're actually talking which about... Which came out last week and I played it... Up until when the beta stopped. So, look at me go. <laughs> I played it twice. <laughs> so, we've gone from Spider-Man swinging on a flat, what, 8-bit? Uh, Not even? Probably 4-bits. Like it yeah. looks like 4-bits, but it's 8. Yeah. On a 4-bit uh, building. So now mega cinematic. Um, Especially with the Spider-Man game that came out two years ago. Yes. And now it actually came out two years ago as of yesterday. Yes. So, we're a day behind. Yes. R.I.P. What? Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, we are talking about some of our favorite games. Because, again, we aren't we are just comic book fans. We are video game fans to a point. Some more than play others. any game that stars Spider-Man. I know you would. <laughs> you absolutely would. I've played almost all. The only one I haven't played were the uh, two PS3 ones, Web of Shadows and I played, what, and Dimensions. PS3 ones were, which one? Oh, they had Web of Shadows and they had Shattered Dimensions. Those are the only two PS3 ones. I played them all. I, those are the only two I missed. I've owned all of them. It's because I didn't play single-player games. If you oh, yeah. listen to my podcast, Pound That Button, which is a PlayStation podcast, I talk about that. See? Shameless plug. It's not shameless. It's, <laughs> it's a little shameless. It is. That's Pound That Button. Way. It's every Tuesday. Well, I'm waiting for James to uh, talk. Actually, one episode came out today. That's we talked about... Oh, um, I, thought you, I thought you were finishing your... your no, we talked about talk. games as a service. I'm uh, just waiting for you to pull out more information. Oh, no. I so I'm you, shilling my other podcast. No, no. I was just, <laughs> just double checking. You're right. All That's all it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were still talking about the uh, <laughs> your show. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> shameless plug. So, guys, we were talking about some of our favorites and some of the, what we think are the worst uh, comic book, uh, Marvel comic book video games of all time. So we'll Let's start, start off with the worst. Yes. Because you have one. Oh, I have one that already. I think is fun, but I know it's trash. All right. And I have one that I don't like, but I can... like. I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I don't think it's as good as it should have been. All right, so I'll let you go first because I'm going to rant because you know me. Yeah, so X-Men Destiny came out in 2011. It is a action RPG where you play as one of three new Marvel characters. I forget their names. One of them is like Grant. One of them I'll is... I'll tell you right now. I have yeah, you right. pull them up. It's, um... It was an action RPG where you pick one of three new characters with three new power sets, either rocks, um, electricity, or fire, and you team up with either the X-Men or the Brotherhood to stop the Sentinels from destroying the mutants. General plot, blah, 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 Omega Sentinel, blah, kind blah, of, blah. You kind of, sort of. I played it years ago. I don't exactly remember, but I, I know I'm not off. No, you're not. Um, it was okay. <laughs> I played it probably two or three times because I played one for each character and then I played uh, each different story. So it, it, it's cool, but... <coughs> Bless you. Thank you, sorry. I'm not editing those out because I don't want to edit. So, <laughs> Lazy. I am. So that's probably the worst game I played for at Marvel, but that's just because it's just there's no replay value. 
You play it once, you get the story on both sides, and it's done. It's cool to see the X-Men characters interact with each other. It's cool to see how they interact with a new character. Because like, you see characters like Cyclops and Colossus, but then you see like Blink. And you see um, Eclipse, not Eclipso, um, God, Callisto? One of the Morlocks. Callisto. Yeah, Callisto. You see her. And then you see like Toad and Blob and Juggernaut and Mystique. And it's just cool to see all the X-Men characters hanging out in a video game. Because they haven't really had one since X-Men Legends, yeah. which we'll talk about later probably. Yes. So, yeah, that's probably my worst game. It's not a bad game in itself. For a first playthrough, I definitely recommend it. Like, if you've never played it, boot up your PS3, boot up your Xbox 360, whatever you have that's last gen, and play it. It's pretty good. And you can probably find it for, like, $5. Oh, that's still high. Like, is, was that still the worst? Yeah, because I don't, I don't play the, the ones I know are notoriously bad. But then again, I have played the one you're going to talk about. I have played the, the Superhero Squad games. Yes, the sir. second one had so, many, so much lost potential. Yeah. Because they announced it was like they were going to have so many DLC characters. And you you see the screen and it's the main characters. And then the two DLCs, Abomination, Doctor Doom. And there's missing character slots everywhere. And you can't unlock them because the game didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. That's crazy. So that's a lost potential on that. Because yeah. the, uh, the first Superhero Squad game was, <laughs> was awesome. It was on the Wii. Yeah. It was two-player action. It was just dumb fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so th- those are lost potential games. But I'll talk about we'll, those eventually. We'll come to the yeah. Yeah, so what is your worst game? My uh, the game I hate the most is Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects for P- uh, PlayStation, GameCube, PS2, uh, sorry, uh, GameCube, Play- PlayStation 2, PlayStation Portable, Nintendo DS, and Xbox release. The PlayStation Portable had Doc Ock and Captain America as exclusive characters, yes. and it pissed me off because I loved Captain America and yeah. they didn't put them in the goddamn main game. So I played for PlayStation 2, by the way. Same. Which uh, came out in 2005. I played it for GameCube, by the way. Came out for September 2005. The entire game is, is the MCU characters uh, fighting against... Not a, MCU. Not MCU. Uh, Marvel Comics guys. Yeah. Heroes fighting against a new team called the Imperfects. Brand new villains. Who are kind of cool. Yeah. They're all kind of cool by themselves. Hazmat's cool, but his, he gets repurposed as a, as a uh, new X-Men later on. You mean Hazmat uh, in uh, Captain Marvel? That's yeah, she, uh, his, her name was originally one of the Imperfects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that acid guy. Yes. Yeah. Um. So you, yeah, Blink is in there, and she's like a she's like Electra, but she teleports. Yeah. So the new characters. Oh yeah, you got them all. Okay. Yes, yeah, so yeah, they, they literally have a cast list. Um. So yes, the game. Uh, the game is actually about those guys. Uh, Johnny fighting against those guys. Um, the characters that were, the new characters are Brigade, Fault Zone, Hazmat, Johnny Ohm. Johnny Ohm is great. Johnny Ohm, Niles Van Rocker, Paragon, Solar Rare, and Wink. Wink, that's what it was. Solar Rare is cool. She's like um, binary Captain Marvel, but all the time. Yeah. And then you had characters like Johnny Ohm, who was like Electro but shirtless, but he was like I'm Johnny Ohm, and he wore like jeans but only jeans. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love it because it's bad. So the game, who are the playable Marvel characters? Because there was a it was a weird selection. Yes. So the playable Marvel characters are Captain America, who was a DLC for uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, PC. He was exclusive. Uh, exclusive PSP and uh, cameo on the console versions. Yeah, he showed up in one of the Daredevil, consoles. which was exclusive to the console and DS versions. Uh, Doctor Doom, who was exclusive to PSP. Electra, Human Torch, which was exclusive to the console and DS versions. Iron Man, Magneto, Spider Man, Storm, Thing, Venom, and Wolverine. Uh, and not playables were Punisher and Hulk. They just make cameos in the console. Version. Yeah, they get killed. Yeah, so um, this is actually the game was actually produced also to to a six issue mini series that came out from June December of that year. And then also Jai Lee did most of the character art. Right. 
Yes, he did. That's the one big like plus side I remember that. Because yeah. oh, Jaili's art was beautiful. Yeah, I'm and like, they wow. styled the characters off Jaili's art. Yeah, like it had the nice shading, it had the dark colors. It was great. That's why I kind of like the game because of how it stylized it is. But I can understand how bad it is. Like the story mode doesn't make sense. It's trash. No, the story it, is awful. Because it makes you want to think that the imperfects are bad, but then they're good, but then they're bad. It doesn't play, make sense. You get to play as them, don't you? You get to, yeah. After you beat a chapter. Uh, with the ma- with yeah, the Marvel you character, the, uh, yeah, he plays the imperfect, and then you kill the Marvel character you just played as. Yes, and as a except one- for the one character who's like the electric girl, she's like the uh, the magma in X Men Legends, where you're like playing as her to progress. That's your story, story. yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's the the POV story. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is what I didn't like because the story where you played as a hero was quick. And it was five of, missions. And the rest of the story hero. was the villain's part of the story. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't get this game to play as these nobody. I didn't get the game to play as the Imperfects, even though I did like Hazmat and Johnny Owen. Yeah, like but. how they look. <laughs> yes, again. Yeah. It, Character designs. A lot of it goes, yeah. Brigade so looks cool, too. Yeah, but that all, that's all because of Jai Lee's art. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't want, like, the only one I remember playing as that I liked playing as Paragon. Paragon was the big bad guy, right? No, not Paragon. The guy with the guns. Whatever the ninja chick was. Oh, Wink. Was it Wink? Wink's the ninja chick, yeah. The one that had the blades on the side yeah, of the hand? Wink. Yes. Wait, I like playing as her. She had big boobies. Oh, that's not why I liked that's her. That's why you liked her. Uh, 2005, I was... 16? Yeah, you liked her for the boobs. 16? No, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't into comic chicks like that back then. Now I am. Because <laughs> you're like, who cares? I'm old. Yeah, I'm old now. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, I didn't... That's what it was. I, 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 bought, I bought that game so I could play as those characters... Yeah. And then, like, and then you kill. You have to kill, kill them. Yeah, you have to beat them. Which that's cool. When you, get you know, there's ways to them. cheese that game, right? Yeah, of course. you can pick up like the cars and the and the explosive barrels, and they kill people in almost one hit. And you can also kick people off buildings, and the round automatically ends. Yeah. When I was playing as Daredevil, you have to fight Electra for the first time. Daredevil has his mobility where he swings on his billy clubs for yeah. some reason, and I kicked Electra off, and she fell off, and I was like. Did that in ten seconds. That was a ten second fight. It was supposed to be a boss battle. Yeah, like yeah, game over. I was like, here we go. Now, I found it fun, but I was also really young when I first played it. Right. So I was younger the, than you. When yes, it came you were. Because so. two five, if I was sixteen, I was like ten. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're only the other time I was younger than I am. Yeah. Um, but the thing, I, I think the biggest problem is that um, um, Paragon was Maya. She was the 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 focal point. Oh, okay, that's who it was. That's who you played as often yeah, too. Yeah, I didn't know her. her yeah. Name. Which again, I didn't want to play as that. I didn't care. Yeah, you wanted to play as Spider Man or Wolverine or yeah. the Thing. The Thing had some cool stories in there. I think it was based off Ultimate Thing, so we had like pants. Yeah. Yes. I was just like, I didn't want to do that, and like, cool. I guess. I did like it was multiplayer though. Yeah. That's the one big upside because I, I would play with my brother. So, but I, that's the thing. Like, I don't. And again, it was panned. It was panned by critics because it was terrible. Because it wasn't a good game, and I and I think the problem was they were doing it as it like, was a stunt. It was a promotion. Yeah. They're like, we got these new characters in the game. Here's a new book. Okay. Do you Do like both. this? Yeah, and I it's think because they were they were driving off the hype of uh, fighting games because they yeah. had Marvel vs. Capcom's and. X-Men Super... X-Men Battle of the Atom or whatever it was called where mm-hmm. they all fight and then there was an Avengers one. Um, so yeah, they, they all based off of... What like, was even, are fighting games good? And then they also... It was, also came into place, you said 2005? 2005. That was when everything was edgy and cool and leather. But not even And that. also the X-Men movies. But not even that. I wish it was, but... No, because the, the problem is one of my favorite games comes out around the same time. Yeah, but that's a different style of game. That's what I'm saying. I think the problem with Imperfects was that they were... It's because they were nobody characters that yeah. they wanted us to like. And they were selling it as nobody characters. They were selling, well, they were they selling was... it as Marvel's 
Avengers or something, Rise of the Imperfect. Uh, Marvel, uh, I'll tell you right now. It's, no, it's just called Marvel Rise of, uh, Marvel Nemesis. Yeah, they're, they're, they're praising it as like Marvel, and then it's just a, it's Rise of the Imperfects. They were yeah, like, are these characters something? Like I said, it's just a, that's what it is. The cast characters suck, and even like, that's the thing, like, if you, if there was more playtime as the heroes, fine. Absolutely, I'm all in. Yeah. It's not hard. I love this. I can sit there and play all day. This is great. The problem is, it's boring. Mm-hmm. And there's, I, don't, I don't want to play... Just play no the X-Men character. fighting game. Yeah. Like, where I'll, you can punch people into the screen. Right, I'll do anything. I'll play any. I'll play a lot of games, but that's the same. X-Men like, Next Dimension. That's what it's called. Okay. So I was like, I'm like, what am I doing for this entire time? Like, again, I like the game. Jai Lee's art. Mm. Yeah. Comic oh. book. Eh. I, I remember. don't remember reading it. I didn't even remember. But it was Jai Lee, so right. probably pretty okay. gorgeous. But again, like, I... It's a bad PR stunt. And it, 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 you wasted more money trying to do a video game than just trying to do a miniseries and hope it sells. <laughs> you should have done the miniseries first, and if it sold well, then be like, hey, we had a game, too. Yeah, like... And then people be like, I know these characters. That's cool that they're going to do a video game right. based off of them so we get more lore. And instead of just focusing on those characters. Because the comic book wasn't Rise of the Imperfects. The comic books was Marvel Nemesis Imperfects. Yes. And it was them already established in the, the universe. Yes. And the Rise was supposed to be a prequel. Yes. The so that's why they should have released the comic be a first. Prequel to a comic book. Yeah, release the comic first. If the comic sells well, and people are like, who are these characters? Go well. We had a video game, and here yeah. it is. And then people be like, oh, that's cool. It's so bad. Yeah, it, it was weird. But, it's so so bad. Anyway, so that's your worst game. Even though yes. it, I mean, it is it is way worse than my game. X Men Destiny. I think you'd enjoy the first time around. Get, I played Destiny. I didn't like Destiny. You got to drink a little bit. You'll have fun. It's, it's dumb, schlocky, okay, so I'll explain things. Fun. I don't want to have to drink to enjoy something. <laughs> but that's you, though. No. You do that. I don't have to. Though. Yeah. To enjoy a stupid movie, I'll do that. Yeah, you, know, you got to do it for Bill and Ted. You'd love Bill and Ted. Uh, They're so bad. They're good. We'll, we'll talk about that. We're Most gonna, excellent. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> when they make a guest appearance later. <laughs> they. <laughs> this they. is going to be me. <laughs> so, it, it, so, we'll go from our worst, unless you have another really bad one. I don't remember. I don't really try to play the bad ones. I remember Friend or Foe for Spider-Man was really weird. Okay. It was like Spider-Man, but uh, Player 2 played as, like, Doc Ock. Oh, Iron was that Fist, a side-scroller? Moon Knight. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of a side-scroller. Oh, hold on, let me just double-check. I think yeah, I Look up Friend or one. Foe. You had, like, New Goblin was in it because it just came out. Where Sp- it was in the Raimi universe, technically. Like, Iron Fist was there. You got to play as, um, like, the villains, like Venom, Green Goblin, and then you had to play as, like, Daredevil and Punisher and stuff like that. I remember playing it every once in a while. It, it was fun, but I remember it being terrible. It was, friend of, it was called Friend of Foe. Friend of Foe, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man Friend of Foe. Yeah. I played that game. Yeah, it was just okay. I definitely played that game. Yeah. You were definitely old enough to know what it was. I was, like, too young, and I played it, and I was like, this is cool, but, like... Because it came out in 2007. Yeah. It came I out definitely. after Rise of the Imperfects. Oh, I absolutely played that game. It came out around the same time as Spider-Man 3. Because yeah. it was, like, kind of tied to that. Yeah. But not really. Oh, I absolutely played this game. Yeah. But it was fine. Yeah. And then we got, like, Web of Shadows and Shadow Dimensions, and you were like, Mwah. I, I love y'all. I love Shadow Dimensions. Yeah. Oh, and then Ultimate Spider-Man was great. Well, Spider-Man oh, yeah. You, oof. I love that. Solid. Venom and Spider-Man, you got to fight. You saw Johnny. You saw Wolverine. Yeah, you saw fucking Punisher was in there, and they're all, yeah, oof. Yeah. So good. I love it. All right. So, I guess we're, we're not going to bash games, because we could sit here and all we these. We bashed a little bit. Yeah. We, I mean, we could literally pick apart our worst games all day, so yeah. let's talk about some of our favorites. So, Hunter, you can start I have... Three, but technically one of them is a franchise. That's fine. I'll start off with the franchise because it's easier to talk about and I won't focus too much. I have really one franchise and one game. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Okay. One, two, and three I just finished um, earlier this year. Okay. 
One is great. It is based off like just pure comic book nostalgia. It's its own original story. The cast of characters is whack and wonky. If you played it on the DS, you got specific characters. If you played it on the PS3, you got Moon Knight and Colossus. If you played it on the Xbox, you got um, Wolverine, not Wolverine, uh, Sabretooth, Venom, Doctor Doom, Magneto. Like it was, it was just good. I was like, it was a large cast of characters who didn't always interact with each other, and it was cool to see them all together. Ultimate Alliance Two tried to do, uh, based it off a comic book, which happened to be Civil War at the time. It was still good visually. It was great. Juggernaut's inclusion was awesome as DLC, but the game fell kind of flat. Okay. Because they focused it on an event that was already there, so they had to listen to the rules and like follow what you had to do. The cool thing was you did get to pick a side. If you picked Iron, if you picked Iron Man's team, you got like Mister Fantastic and Songbird. If you picked Captain America, you got Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I remember. Oh my god! So it was so cool. Bad, like, yeah. and you got like people were locked out, and then the DLC came out, and the DLC was Carnage, Cable, Black Panther. Uh, Juggernaut and one other character. I forget who it is. They have to put this game back out. Not it's on PS4. <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 got re- uh, rematched. They got ported to PS4 in the Ultimate Alliance bundle. They didn't upgrade any of the graphics, but you get all the DLC. That's cool. In uh, in Ultimate Alliance, I don't know if you get, like, Hulk, like the first one. I don't know if you get Hulk and Sabretooth. Yeah. But I don't know you get, like, the base cast. And then you okay. get Ultimate Alliance 2, you get all the characters. Cool. So I remember playing through that. So it's... Oh, and Cable, I think, is the character. I don't know if I said that twice. But, um... It's just cool to see those characters, um, Magneto, that's what it is. And then you get to play Ultimate Alliance 3, which came out exclusively on the Switch. Ten years later, it's still a really good game, and it plays just like an Ultimate Alliance game, except it's more arcade Yes. It plays more like the first one, but with less story-driven content. Like, yeah, it's still story-driven, but there's, like, to unlock certain characters, you have to do these arcade challenges to unlock them for them. I'm like, just give me them. It is an original story, though, so it is cool, and it bases itself around... Um, like the Infinity stuff, but also it touches on the Wakanda stuff with Ultron, and it touches upon the the Shadowlands stuff. So it's really cool to see all that stuff in all the Ultimate Alliance games. I definitely recommend playing the trilogy, even though they don't all line up. Yep. If you really want to play like the quote unquote Ultimate trilogy, play one and two, uh, one and three, because they are original stories and they could be considered direct sequels. That's fair. But if you play two, it's basically based on the comic book. But, yeah. But it is cool. I definitely recommend those. My. Uh, another one that I got to give a quick shout out to is the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game. Okay. Even though the Telltale, I didn't hear you about that. I just remembered it as we were talking before about like weird or obscure games. Yeah. And I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy. I forgot that came out. It sucks that Telltale is officially done. Yeah. With only two, uh, with only one more game coming out, which happens to be Wolf uh, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Which is another comic book we'll talk about eventually. Um, but it just sucks that after that insanely great. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy game we don't get anymore. Because right. like they had a great Batman game. We'll talk about that eventually. They had a Stranger Things game planned. They had more Walking Dead planned. They had a second season of Guardians, like I said. And they had another season, which is still coming out, of Wolf Among Us. But it was just so cool to see like the Guardians characters in the Telltale style. Each episode you played as um, Peter for a little bit. And then you played as Gamora in 2, Drax in 3, Rocket in 4. And Groot you played sprinkled throughout. And then 5 was all Peter. The beginning was mostly Peter, and then you get touches of everybody, yeah. and then Groot. And then two is Gamora with Groot, three is Drax with Groot, four is 90% Rocket, and then a little bit of Groot, and then five is kind of all of them. Okay. But in the first episode, you kill Thanos. Okay. It's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of like um, how Thanos dies in the um, if, uh, the Infinity Quest event. Okay. It, uh, Infinity Wars, whatever it was called, the, the recent one. Infinity Wars. Yeah. Like, you kill Thanos right at the beginning, and okay. you're like... 
all right, cool, what do we do now? Yeah, where, where but we then do Peter do? also dies. Okay. Peter and um, Thanos die at the same time or something. That's very close to, it's, like, Thanos Imperative. Yeah, it's very... It, I think it was based off a little bit of Thanos Imperative, a little... Because you get, like, the Drax with his daughter origin, but he's not on Earth. He's Drax from the movie, so he's, like, an alien. Okay. You get Gamora and Nebula, who are, like... Like, um, it's more based off the MCU, but the, also the new Gamora comic where they kind of, like, sprinkle it in. Yeah. And then the Rocket stuff is based off the comics because he hasn't had an origin in the movie yet. It's no. him, you briefly see Howard, and then it's uh, his... The, the toy we have over there. Okay. That's the Rocket and... Uh, the Lila toy. That's from the Telltale the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, um, like, runaways from this weird collector selling them off to this weird, like, slave... Scientific I know junction. in the comic it's because he's from a planet and then he was experimented on. That's why if you look at his back, he has all the pieces. Yeah. To become anamorphic. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but uh, the collector had it first, I think. Okay. I forget exactly what happened. I played it when it came out. Yeah. I, I kind of want to replay it again. <laughs> Telltale games are so good. They make you always, they always make you cry. I don't want to. You have to play the Telltale game. It makes you cry. Plus the soundtrack is uh, Italian. Like, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. You're sad. <laughs> but what you get to do is um in the game. I'm gonna spoil a little bit. You get um, a wish near the end. I forget like why. Like either use the stones or something. You get a wish. You could bring someone back to life. Okay, I need to bring back. And Peter. each character, no, no, Peter comes back at some point randomly. Okay. Uh, I forget why he comes back. I think he doesn't actually die, or they find out that whatever they their MacGuffin brings people back to life. So the villains try to take it to revive Thanos. Yeah. But then they use it to revive Peter at the beginning. Well, whatever. It's weird. But you can choose to revive one character from each of the characters' past. Okay. And it's really cool to see, like, I mean, obviously for certain characters, it's obvious they're going to bring back, like, Drax, you can bring back his daughter. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see what you do, and it's supposed to change, like, what happens. And it's just, it's just super cool to see. Okay. And then, my all-star, all-time favorite Marvel game of all time, okay. the Spider-Man game that just came out in 2018, Marvel Spider-Man. It is own original story. Uh, it doesn't take place in any specific universe. doesn't reference anything, but it is just its own. We don't see Uncle Ben die. We don't see him in high school. We He's don't in, need to. Yeah. We know who's, the game is like you know who fucking Spider Man is. Get yeah. over it. So it, it's really fun. Uh, the swinging is great. The soundtrack is great. The twists and turns, even though you can kind of guess them because you know who Doc Ock is, you know who right. um, Negative Man is. But like, I think it's Negative Man or Mister Negative. Mister Negative. Yeah. Like it's cool to see those twists and turns that Peter's slowly figuring it out. Like him and Mary Jane aren't together. Their introduction of Miles Morales. It's kind of like an Ultimate Universe esque take onto okay. the the franchise, and like. You see, um, Wrath, uh, the the purple chick. She's purple with the yellow. Yes, that's right. I think it's Wrath or Wraith. Wraith. You see her before she becomes who she is. Yeah. And you get the DLC with Black Cat. You get the DLC with Hammerhead. It's just really cool to see like the slow build of this universe that they're building. Uh, Avengers Towers in the game. Yes, it is. Um, Venom is teased in the game. Green Goblin is teased in the game. You what? see, um. Harry Osborn's in there, but he's got a weird disease. Yeah, it's like And you get over. to see, um... Oh, God. Uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum's in the game. Okay. So, like, it, it, it's connecting to this larger universe that we thought the Avengers game was going to be loosely connected to. I But so... apparently it's not. Oh, boo. They said it's not. That's because not um, they said the Spider-Man that is going to be in the game for Sony only. When they first announced Spider-Man, we're like, okay, cool. It's probably just going to be their own take on Spider-Man. Yeah. And they said, but it's going to be Sony only. And everyone was like... So it's going to be the the Yuri Lowenthal, um, the Sucker Punch, not Sucker Punch, oh God, Chris, not Crystal Dynamics, Insomniac game. Okay. Like, it's going to be that one with the white spider. Yeah. And then they're like, nope, it's going to be our own Crystal Dynamics Spider-Man. And I was like, oh no. Oh. So it's not going to, because it would be cool, like, they have the Avengers Tower. Yeah. They have, like, Doctor Strange is going to be in um, the Avengers game soon as DLC. Yeah. Because it leaks. And, yeah. like, 
it's just cool to, that it could have been connected. But anyway, the Spider-Man game is just fantastic. If you haven't played it, it's great. It's not hard. It's it's ba- basically Batman Arkham, but with Spider-Man mechanics. Yes. Crawling around, stealthing, flipping, kicking, flying, Taskmasters in the game. Yes. Um, it, It's just really good. Uh, have you played it yet? The Spider-Man game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I've played it. I just never beat it. I'm just super lazy. It's also... also if you're just... not, like, keeping up with it, you get lost. Well, that's what it is. Uh, it's one of those... I like tend to like games I can pick up and then put down and then go back to it like two months later and not give a shit. Yeah. Like a lot of times, that's why. That's why you play DC Universe still. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's literally what it is. I, that's literally you why pick I up love and that play game. and go, oh, new event, cool. But yeah. Spider Man, if you disconnect from the story, it's kind of hard to get back into it. Yeah, and well, that's what the Spider Man game, that's why I like it so much. I spend most of the time playing it just by web slinging around and doing like yeah. soul stuff. I would put on um, Electro. Electro swing music is what it was called. Yeah. And it was just, it was so good to like swing around like, and it was, oh, so cool. The EDM shit. Yeah, there you go, man. That's all point. Yeah, so those are my three favorites. Um, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Marvel, Telltale, and then Ultimate Alliance. Cool. Um, what are yours? Because I did most of the talking. For yeah, the, I was like, hot damn. Well, I figured I would just run through them all, get yeah, my rants out of yeah, the way, and then do like, chime right. in. Yeah. So my, uh, well, my top all-time favorites is actually one is, like I said. Start at the to, bottom and go up. Uh, do uh, three to one or two to one. Uh, well, there's Marvel's Capcom. There's X-Men. I know what it is. Yeah. Chap. Not to rank those. That's what's X-Men hard. Arcade is the best. Fight me. No matter what I just said, X-Men Arcade, six-player, multiplayer, god tier. So that trumps all, but we don't need to talk about that. I'm gonna start off with uh, Marvel Legends, the franchise, both one and two. X Men Legends. Yes, yeah, so we'll keep it as one as, as yeah, so X Men Legends. So X Men Legends, uh, the first one come, came out, which was a came out in 2004 in September. In September, uh, it follows Allison uh, Crestmore, which we know uh, we've talked about before. It's Magma. Like She's your POV magma. character. Uh, it's a top down. Um, it's Diablo style RPG. Yes. So it's, it's top down. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. You play as a, a sword. There's no even no cast list. I can't even find a cast list. I can tell you the cast list. It's you play as Cyclops, Wolverine. Yes. Jean Grey, mm-hmm. Rogue, Beast, Nightcrawler, uh, Professor X briefly, Psylocke, uh, Emma Frost. I think don't quote me on that one. Gambit, Jubilee, um, Storm. If I said her before. No, no, no. And Magma. Yeah. I know that's, Magma. that's basically the whole cast. I might have missed one or two. Yeah. So. What's cool about it is top-down gameplay, um, and you get to play as a character. You have four uh, four sets. It's, all, it's, it's basically what became, what Ultimate, became Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. So what's so cool about it, one, I'm a big X-Men fan, so it was great to have an X-Men solo game. It came out first. Yeah, all the all the suits. The the what was great about the, based was, off the Ultimate. But you got also all the DLC suits, and the DLC when the, any suits that you got would actually should be add to your bonuses. Yeah. So you had Ultimate. Which was your bonus? All the yeah. Ultimate X Men. One was like uh, the 1990 suits. You had a bonus. Certain teammates. Yeah. You had you linked up. Gave you bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. It was a. This was a, a kind of a play on like the mix of the movie story. Um, yeah, really like the mix of the movie story. Um, and that's what you kind of were playing through, kind of. It's not like the movies at all. No, no. What I'm saying is the first movie, where it's just the stopping Magneto from assassinating uh, President Kincaid. It's not like it's, that though, because that's what it starts out as. Yes, no, and then it like dips way down into what the fuck comic books, and then comes back up at the end. Not really. It's just that they're going after. No, because they fight fucking Shadow Man or whatever that 
Professor Shadow X villain King? is Shadow King. They fight uh, the Brotherhood. They fight. Oh well, yeah, the Brotherhood. Yes, like uh, some weird character. It becomes a. It comes a. It becomes a Magneto. Uh, it becomes a Magneto. Sorry, yeah. yeah but, it's end, starts, but it's all them. about them stopping Magneto from killing this president. Yeah, but it ties into weird shit. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, not so even it, that weird. It, it, well, because it came out around the same time as the movie, and then the Ultimate Comics line. Yeah, so it was so like, it was very much like, very closely to the movie. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the sequel series, which was uh, X Men Legends Two: Rise of Apocalypse, which uh, so plays the bad guys and Sunfire. Yeah, you play the bad guys. Yeah, Sunfire. Deadpool you also was get in there. AOA suits. Iron Man was in there too. Yep. If you found all those pieces, you can get them. Yep. Cool. Uh, what's great about the game is that this is the closest I've ever gotten to live action. Age of Apocalypse story. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. We got one with Oscar Isaac as Ivan Ooze. <laughs> but was it Age of Apocalypse? It was. It was... Was it called Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, it was literally oh, called Age of Apocalypse. Shit. Oh, okay. Okay, it was, it was. just not that good. But was it Age of Apocalypse? It was Age of Apocalypse in name only. Yeah. Like anyway. Dark Phoenix in name only. No, it was called X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, but it was Age of Apocalypse. No, it's not. Age of Apocalypse is way different now. It would be on someone else's show talking about Age of Apocalypse. No, but that's what the movie was based off. It was based off the Age of Apocalypse story, but like how? Because Apocalypse is in it. That's their excuse. Dude, that's not at all an Apocalypse it is, story. No, it's not. Age of Apocalypse when Apocalypse actually. Let's go back in time to stop Xavier from uh, from Magneto. Oh, sorry. He goes back in time to make sure that um, Charles uh, is it. Uh, he goes back in time to kill Magneto. Ends up killing Xavier instead, and then with that, Apocalypse ends up taking over the entire planet. Entire world rechanged. Magneto's the founder of the X Men. Uh, Guess what? The movie was based off Age of Apocalypse because fuck you, comic book movies. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't. It's just like how Age of Apocalypse. Uh, it's in it, name only. Yeah, but like, it's still Age, Age of, of It's still yeah, Apocalypse. Just like Age of Ultron is not Age of Ultron. Yeah. Anyway, I'm smiling. Um, you always do. Because it's X Men, and you know how it happens. You're passionate. So. Um, you're so passionate, you're breaking up a guest appearance and do fucking a franchise. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not, it's what happens. We'll talk about that more later. Yes, but. I will talk about that later. Uh, so, what's cool um, is that, again, the same exact top down player. Oh, the only thing they mentioned from the. It's the same get thing, uh, same gameplay from last time. Yeah. What's cool, I didn't bring up about the mechanic from the first game that they played through, there's fusion techniques. Is that you can combine people's attacks at yeah, the same time? Yeah, that's cool. And I remember because it was playing these games. I was in high school, so me, my brother, my friend Justin, and my friend Phil would get, all go to my house and we'd mm-hmm. play this game. I think PS2 multi tap. Oh, dude, I miss Couch Co-op so much. You don't understand how much Couch I miss Co-op Couch is still around, but it's not as it's good not as, it was. it's not it's not that it's not as good. It's just not not many games use it because it's online play. It's yeah. such a big deal. Ultimate Alliance had Couch Co-op. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I played at Danny's house. Yeah, not uh, girl day, a boy Danny, not girl Danny. Yeah. When I say that, I have to say this in reference mm-hmm. to our friends. Um, but yeah, I love that game. I would spend hours, I would always play his AOA Cyclops. Yeah, because he was cool with that. Yeah, his weird mullet in yeah. one eye. Yeah, dude. But I like, but it was cool. I love playing that game a lot. Um, the sequel had um, the villains playable. You can yes. play Magneto, Sabretooth, Juggernaut, Toad. Juggernaut was cool. Juggernaut was my favorite character. And then, that's why I'm glad they brought him in Ultimate Alliance 2, where he was even better. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, I, and again, this will eventually led up to Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does end where you get to see the future of AOA. Like, oh, this is an AOA future. And they, again, just like any other AOA property, they just never make it. Mm-hmm. It's a little tease. Like, here, this is him. Just like, this, your Here's finger in. Legends 3. Ha ha! Uh, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> so... That was Rise of Imper- that, that was um Rise of the Imperfects. Not, 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 <laughs> say, Rise of Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, Rise of Apocalypse. 
Um, what is your second favorite? My second favorite uh, video game of all time. Now I gotta really, really think about it because. Man. X Men Arcade. X-Men no, it's not Arcade. my favorite. No. No, it's not my favorite. It's not. It's definitely top five, though. No, it's not. The X Men Arcade ca- game. I don't count arcade games for a very different it's a reason. B- you, it's on PS3. I play it. I own it. It's great. Actually, it's one of my favorite games. One of my favorite games. Go back and play it any day. It takes 30 minutes to beat. Well, yeah, duh. Beat that shit in like an hour. Simpsons Arcade game, same way. Oh, no, I know that. I have to fucking look. I love Simpsons. I love those beat em up games. Street yeah, Rage 4 just came out. <laughs> Beautiful. Solid, sit down, play a level, turn it off. That's true, actually. Yeah, it's all the beat-em-up games. Yeah, it's true. Where is that Spider-Man game called? Web of Shadows. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Shadow Dimensions, where you get to play as 2099. Friend or foe? No, the ultimate one. It's just called Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, it's just called Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah. it's just you play as Spider-Man and Venom from the Ultimate Comics. What was it? Was that one... What was the other Spider-Man game that was open world? Was that Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2? 2? Spider-Man 2. That one I actually Spider-Man like Spider-Man 2 based off the movie, yeah. Yes. That's actually, that's actually my second favorite one. Let me see. Yeah, I wish they had a screenshot. That would be great. It's just Spider-Man 2 from the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, that was actually one of my favorite ones. Come more prepared. Cause it was, <laughs> no, because I had to think of a different one because like I'm like, all right, I'm doing three because one was a franchise. That's why I don't want to yeah. count that as one. Right, shut up. <laughs> you added head there on the fly, so shut up. <laughs> but no, um, I like Spider-Man 2 a lot because it was open world. And I, and I like that, and that's why I like the Spider- this card Spider-Man game. But I've never finished it, so I can't, I can't count it. Yeah. I haven't beaten it yet. But I remember playing that, I'm like, alright, cool. I didn't do anything in that game. I just swung around. I spent hours just swinging around. Because it's cool. Because it was... It was swing a, around, punching bad guys. This was one of the first games to do that. Yeah. It wasn't locked in. It was a cool sandbox. And you get to... F- do, I would always jump. So my goal was it's always... Like that Hulk game that came out based off the um, oh, Incredible Hulk movie. Where yeah. you like fight the UFOs. But like pick up a car, rip it in half, make it gloves, climb buildings, yeah. super jump. Yeah. Dude. Better than the Angley Ultimate Destruction. I'll play that one. Play was, the one based off the new game. My whole thing was Spider-Man Ultimate... Uh, Spider-Man 2 where I do I would try I would climb to the tri- top of the Chrysler building jump off. and jump off and then like at the last second swing my thing cause you would get swing your thing uh, shut off <laughs> you know I would twip my whip I would twip why'd you make it sound like stop it stop it it's gross <laughs> what kind of ASMR weird porn are you filming Spider-Man 1 <laughs> oh god <laughs> what's your answer <laughs> but yeah no I really love that game a lot, not even for anything else, but the the fact that it was the first sandbox, like sp- superhero game. Yeah, really. If, if you don't count Superman sixty four, because no one should. No one should. Absolutely but not. Bygone era. We'll talk about that in the DC. On episode. DC episode. Aquaman's battle for Atlantis. <laughs> anyway, so before I punch you in the brain, <laughs> my final favorite game of all time is actually Street Fighter versus X Men. Ooh. It was the start Not of... Not even MVC, just Street nope. Fighter vs. X-Men. Street Fighter vs. Yeah, X-Men. they released Street Fighter years and years and years. Yeah. Then they released an X-Men fighting game, and then like, but but, what if? So the reason... And then there was Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Yes, because Street Fighter vs. X-Men was actually the precursor. Oh, no, it was Street Fighter vs. X-Men, and then it was... Um, wasn't Marvel vs. Capcom, it was Avengers vs... Yeah. Yes, it was Avengers... Uh, Marvel Heroes versus. Yes, which Street had... Fighter. Um, it was just Street Fighter characters, yeah. and then it was Cap, Wolverine, Spider-Man, yeah. Hulk, and then, like, the X-Men. Yeah. And then it became Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. But, yeah, no, my favorite, it was always, I will always put it as Street Fighter vs. X-Men. Mine's In fact, so one. much so that when I went to California with my wife, 
there was a old school arcade and they had that game. There's a arcade up in the Broadway Mall, way up in fucking wherever on Long Island, called um, Round One. Yeah. It has a bunch of the old school fighting games, and one of them is the uh, old school Marvel vs. Capcom, but the Japanese one. So you get that weird Japanese writer character. Oh, uh, the kanji? Yeah. He's, it was weird. Oh, yeah. There's a character who was exclusive to Japanese arcades, oh, whose really? name was like Santaro or something. It was really weird. I'll look him up later. But no, um, I, dude, I love that game, and yeah. that's like that's also the, the guy who plays Scott Summers. That's that's the, the he voiced that role because it, it was the current designs. Oh yeah, for the games. Yeah, for games, dude. I love that game. I can I could I want them to remake that game so bad. But because they, that game was good. Yeah. And then the Marvel one was cool because you got the gem system. Yes. You fought Thanos and Shumagaroth. And then in the first Marvel's Capcom game, you fought Onslaught. Yes. Was the did. main villain because like oh it was just so cool. And then in Marvel's Capcom 2, which is my personal favorite, yeah. Clash of Heroes, so many characters. I love it. Two Wolverines, so many characters. The one thing, why I kind of... And the secret characters in Marvel's Capcom 1 were great. You get Orange Hulk for some reason. Yeah. Hyper Hulk, you get fucking weird Spider-Man. It was just so cool. That's why I think I wish I wish they would make that game, but they, they've done it with the new ones. Marvel's Capcom 3 is awesome, and Infinite's just okay. The story mode for Infinite's cool. Yeah, I just... Marvel's Capcom I 3 has the best I don't need a million, though. like, other side add-ons. Can I just get a cool side-scroll fighting game? You mean like, like, a, you mean like a beat-em-up or like a 2D side-scrolling 2D fighting 2D side-scroll, like, just literally like the original one. I don't need add-ons. I don't need, like, gem power-ups. I don't need all this other Oh, nonsense. you mean you just want a fighting game? Yeah, so what I just want a just fucking play uh, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. I know that. Yeah. Old Marvel's Capcom 3 has just... There's the X Factor system, but that's the only thing that enhances your character. Yeah, anything on the bar, the bottom bar is fine. Like, they that's don't just mind super that. Yeah, that's the, but yeah. in Infinite, they add the fucking gems. Yeah, like and they make it like a whole thing. And I'm like, bro, can I just play a game? Like, I just want to yeah. fight. Like, I want to go down from three guy, to two characters, and then use gems as your third character. Like, or I just want to fight that. Like, I want to play as that guy and fight that guy and have like I can pick those two other guys as I yeah. support. And, I want to have Strider on my team. Yeah, like, from Capcom, but he's teaming up with Captain America and Spider Man. Yeah, like that's all <laughs> it is. Well, that's cool. I um, want Ryu to punch Thanos. And I did like in the in the game they actually gave it a story mode. There was yeah. there was actually story in that. Yeah, there was a story for each character. Yeah. When you beat them, it like, explained what they did when they beat Onslaught yep. or whatever the X Men Street Fighter one was. I forget. I didn't play that one. I think there was fighting Magneto. Oh, there. Was it was Magneto Mas- and Mass Mold. And M Bison. Yeah. Bison yeah. Mold or some shit probably. Yeah. Because creativity. Exactly right. <laughs> Fuse that guys together. Yeah. Mash them up. Mash them up. So yeah, those are my three. That's my childhood. Yeah, and I don't bring, I don't bring up the X Men arcade games because that's of course gonna be my number one. Because it's the best. Because it's the game. best game. Anything I could stand there for with my my friends and just keep hitting buttons. Spider Man, Maximum Venom, Spider Man and the Avengers, Captain America and the Avengers, Simpsons. all good. <laughs> Simpsons. I'm not making me Marvel <laughs> games, but Simpsons. Simpsons arcade is good. Fuck you. Now I have to edit, bitch. That's funny because at Target, uh, I, I they have a uh, they have one the arcade. The, the one yeah, it's the one ups. Yeah, which is cool because it's smelling. And it's my I think they have. Marvelous Capcom 1 and 2, and they might have X-Men. They, have Pun- they do have X-Men. And the, the Punisher one's cool. Yeah, the Punisher one. So my Punisher wife's like, my wife's asking me what I want for our one-year wedding anniversary. That. It's that or the um, Cherry Pie. Cherry Pie would be cool because you get all of them, but like having the arcade I know. in your office. You see my office. Yeah. yeah. I, you, Set up a little fucking area yep. in the corner. Dude, I would be at your house drinking and fighting you all the time. <laughs> like, so let's go. Hunter's not <laughs> left the house. I know, right? <laughs> Hunter's been sleeping over. Yeah, he's playing the games. Yeah, he lives here now. <laughs> yeah. I adopted him. <laughs> he's my son. <laughs> for legality reasons, I have to say I adopted him because I don't want a stranger living here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our mini topic. Uh, mini week, topic? Yeah, kind of. 
It's our main topic for the week. It's our main topic topic for the week. So, now we're moving on to book reviews. Yes. So, I want to start first. Interesting. Stealing my thunder, you son of a bitch. What, do you want to go first? No, I don't care. Yeah, (laughs) because I always kind of push you to go first because I'm like, eh. Well, yeah, because usually you let me, like, get my feelings out while you also, like, think of what you need to formulate. But this is a book that is uh, special. Yes. So, So I did... Don't I don't, slam it. I don't <laughs> 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 they come up with the audio. So I did Ultraman Rise of the, uh, the Rise of Ultraman, uh, written by Kyle Higgins, drawn by I forgot his first name. Oh, I got the page because it's all bo- you know. There's a bunch of backup stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, they have a backup story. Uh, with sorry, here. it's written by Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom. Artist is Francisco Mann. Uh, there's two um, uh, small stories uh, and one big spread page. One is Things to Come, drawn by Ed McGinnis. Uh, you have Ultra Q, written by Kyle Higgins. It's the same team, but the art Michael Cho, who's been doing the Avengers. Uh, sorry. Em- uh, sorry. Yeah. Empire Covers. Um, the Empire Covers. And Kaiju Zap Steps, which is written by Kyle Higgins and crew. And the art is done by Gear Hero. Yeah, Gear Hero. So, I'm covering this entire book. I'll give a shit. Yeah. So, so spoil cool. the end. I won't spoil it. No, there's no spoilers. You're spoil a little bit. Yeah, I, I know that. So hard not to spoil an origin story. Right, exactly. So it's <laughs> guess what? The origin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's set, uh, so it's produced by Marvel Comics, and you guys know me. I'm a super big Power Ranger fan, so I'm going to definitely cover anything that's even slightly Toketsu on this, this show. This is very Tokusatsu. So it opens up in 1966, uh, and then flash forwards with a it opens up in 1966 with a plane crash and a. Alien being and a man getting sucked into a ball of light, and it jumps to the year 2020. This is a complete reimagining of the original, um, of the original uh, Ultraman TV show from the 1960s. Um, of course, clearly set in, in, in 2020, but um, the main characters are all very different. Uh, you have Kiki, you have oh my god, there's so many. There's actually a lot. It's more than I want to even know. <laughs> It's actually really crazy how many characters there are. Nice. Because um, it's all the USC, uh, USP. Um, they are a special defense organization made to defend the Earth from Kaijus. Kaijus are still kind of like a mystery of the people. And this organization uh, was created to take care of those guys. Um, they're really, it boils down to end up ha- having three main characters. Sorry. Showing him a spicy meme. Yes. Not gonna edit that out. No. No, of course not. Only loud noises. Only like the like the sadness and then like the the darkness. Um, So you have what's happening in this book. Yeah. So you have Shin, Kiki, and the Commander. Those are the three main characters you'll be following throughout the series. Yeah. For now. Um, Speaking of main characters, I got twelve. (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? Because you finished the big book. So what's cool about uh, what's great about Ultraman? It, like I said, it's a retelling of the book. The art's fantastic. Um, it's really how it's Kiki's not first day uh, with the USP, uh, USP, but she's been there for a little bit and she's still learning. And her friend Shin never got in because he was supposed to get in at one point, but he keeps failing to get in. But now he's Ultraman, so he's uh, automatically no, in. Not yet. Ooh, interesting. Not yet. We don't even know what Ultraman is yet. Ooh. He's not even the first issue. It's probably supposed to be this guy, but then they're gonna fucking hit us with the triple whammy. And it's Kiki. Oh man! If it, no, no, I'm like, bro. No, no. We know it's Shin because there's a big things to come page. Oh, and it's it's Shin. It's Shin, but I didn't want to spoil it. Oh well, I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you guess. can tell. 
Um, what's really cool about the book it is a cool remail, uh, retelling. You get to see pieces of, if you're a fan of, of Ultraman, you get to see the pieces of it. Um, especially with the things that come page, there's a lot of Ultraman uh, things to point out. Um, which is like, oh, Easter egg, Easter egg, you, you want to see it. And it's very set up for a long format series. Um, and like I said, it's set in 2020, so it's really cool to see all the modern stuff. Yeah. The characters are great. How they interact is cool. Uh, the commander's a complete douche. Um, I like Shin. I like Kiki. I like Kiki a lot in the book. Um, not only like is, is like she's like new, but she's also not like the, the na- naive, stupid idiot. Like, oh, I don't know what any of this stuff does. Because she does ask questions like, oh, well, why? And, and a lot of the reasons why she doesn't understand why things are, how things work is because she even says, I've been here f- for a bit. I still don't know how things are like, keeping me in the dark. Yeah. Not because... Oh, I'm young. It's my first day. I don't know how things work. That type of cliche type yeah. of thing. Um, shit is cool. Because he's that stupid normal show in adventure. <laughs> you know. Um, it's really cool. Like, it's cool. There's other things that they have. Um, there's little black boxes where they explain things like the USP and the weapons they use. Some of it's actually whited out. So that you, as you'll find out as the story goes on, like the answers to certain things. Um... If you're a fan of big kaiju monsters and big kaiju, uh, big fighting, if you're a fan of the Ultraman franchise, if you're a fan of uh, Takatsu uh, uh, t- television shows, I love it. It's awesome. I definitely recommend it. There's two little side stories. Uh, one is Ultra Q, which is set in France. Um, and it is a kind of a prelude to this. Uh, and there are too many things, the Gerhard stories, which are uh, kaiju steps, which are actually promotional uh, promotional videos that the soldiers have to watch oh, nice. explaining like certain things like what a kaiju is or like what you shouldn't do with your weapons <laughs> stick them up your ass you know so it's cute I like those uh, it does add to the story it adds to like the lore of it so that's why normally stuff like that I'm like you don't have to add this this is dumb fluff why'd yeah. you add this I'm paying six dollars and it's not like I'm getting charged double it and I'm not getting double content Actually, all the content in the book actually matters. Like, the Ultra Q story is a prelude to this world. You have all the main Ultraman book, and then you have the Kaiju steps are mm-hmm. cute, but they're also promotional videos based on the actual people, yeah. uh, based on, like, the world itself. It's not like, oh, here's a little Ultraman, should be Ultraman versus should be Kaiju story thing. Yep. So I do like it. I like it a lot. So I'm definitely giving it a 5 out of 5, because yeah. it's just straight. If this book shill, sucked, shill, shill. By the way, if this book sucked, I still probably give it a 5 out of 5. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was able to take a little peek through it. It does look really good. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, fanboy. And I think the thing is, like, with Kyle Higgins, I, because he... he Worked on Power Rangers? Worked on Power Ranger, he got on it. Look at this spread page. That is a phenomenal spread page. That is the shit. I know I do, like, my negatives. I like to, my only negative... I do have one negative. Yeah. If you didn't know the characters, you don't know, like, the Easter eggs and why, like, the, the characters show up. But that's also, like, if you were to watch any sort of reimagining of any property first. Right. Yeah, like what I'm about yes. to talk about. Like, that's my negative. If you couldn't... All of our book, all of our books this week are based licensed. off our licensed products, which yeah. I think is funny. I mean, one is Marvel, sure, but it's still a licensed property. But that's property. a licensed property. Yours yeah. is a licensed property, and our, even our store books are licensed yeah, that's property. that's funny. Um, so, yeah, so I think the one negative I have with this is that because it's been so long since I saw the, oh, the original Ultraman series... Mm-hmm. I don't remember it all. And, and the only most recent thing of Ultimate I watched besides the Japanese one that came out was the Netflix CGI movie, uh, TV show. Yeah, I heard that was good. It's 
awesome. But again, that's a reimagining also. Yeah. So it's like in the future too. It's yeah, kind of. It's it's it's, it's, it's canon, anime future. It's, it's canon to the original Ultraman yeah. series. It's like the very first, and then it's set in modern day. Yeah. So, but like I said, like same thing. There's a lot of Easter eggs in that. Yeah. So if you're not a fan of the original property, or you haven't seen the original property, you miss out on it. But I like it because you don't need that to understand yeah. the book. So it's a negative and a positive. So Hunter, what's your book? My book this week ties into a movie that came out, uh, what, two weeks We're ago? We're special guest talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is Dude Bro McDude, and I'm talking about Bill and Ted Are Doomed. It's written by Evan Dorkin with art by Roger Landridge. It's a Dark Horse comic. So, in this most excellent book, <laughs> I have to do this for the whole review. No, you don't. Because I said I would. You would. So, it opens up with Rufus, and he's a good dude. And he's coming out of the time machine with the most important people. And they say that Bill and Ted haven't written a good song in a couple of years, and they don't know if they're going to be able to write the song that unites the world to keep everyone together. So they send Rufus, um, they don't send Rufus back, I'm sorry. Most heinous, uh, my bad. So they find this thing called the Little Turntable, which is a virtual, is a vital phone recording system, and it, it helps them figure out how to do science or something with, with music. Anyway, it jumps to the dudes, and they're trying to write a bodacious song. I hate, I hate that I'm still doing this. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> but I have to. And they're trying to write a new song, but they can't because they have writer's block or something. And they have their kids from the second movie. It's a direct sequel to the second movie and a prequel to the new one. And I don't know if it's tied to the boom ones yet because I haven't read it even though I bought the omnibus. Don't judge me. So... Uh, stations are working on something in the garage that they didn't show us in this whole issue, which kind of pissed me off. I'll talk about that later. And then Doom's here, uh, Death, Doom, Dr. Doom, no, Death is here, and he's like, I need a bass solo, dude, and they don't let him, because Wild Stallions isn't playing right now. Anyway, so they get Chicken from Chucky Chicken. It's, it's weird, but it's cool. And then, uh, they find out that they're not relevant anymore, and they have to write a new song. So they're going on a world tour, and that's the book. I'm not going to spoil the bits and bobs of the side characters, but that's the book. Evan Dorkin wrote the original book that came out uh, from Marvel Comics right after the first movie. <laughs> I can't. The fact that you did most of that, or you, that you did really all of that, like, I, I can't. If you're I, a fan I, of Bill and Ted, it's the most excellent five out of five. But if you're not a fan of Bill and Ted, you're going to be fucking lost. That's fair. It only recaps the movies in a sentence. So it's not new reader friendly if you don't know who Bill and Ted are. Okay. But other than that, five out of five. A little bit that they need to get into, even though it's a four-issue miniseries, the side characters don't have anything to do. That's fair. So if I'm giving it an honest rating, it's a three and a half. Not new reader friendly, side characters don't do shit. (laughs) Most heinous. God. That's my review. Now, here's Hunter talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Hey, guys. Thanks, Dude McDuderson, for coming in. That was, that was pretty cool. He's a what good, is happening he's, he's here? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You're having an episode. He's, he's the most excellent guest we've ever had. <laughs> no, Bane uh, <laughs> Yes, Bane. Oh, hello. I'm here, too. Dude McDuderson, let's hang out. <laughs> Someone hire me. <laughs> So we're doing Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team based off the Cyberpunk 2077 game that also has Keanu Reeves in it, similar to Bill and Ted. 
Licensing also three licensed franchises. What are we doing? Second Dark Horse comic. Yeah. This one's written by Colin Bunn with yes. art by Miguel Valderrama. It is another four issue miniseries. Yes. So what's cool about this book again? As you oh, and CD Project Red also helped produce yes. it because that's the company that's yes, making the game. game. They also made The Witcher. Yes. So as all again, I say this all the time. As with every story, uh, as every story book, we go into full spoilers. So we'll break it down as simple as possible. We open up. This is still set in the, the world of the game. What's cool about it? it is, there is no spoilers for the game. Yeah. As far as we know, Johnny Silverhand isn't in it. We don't see any of the main character. No one else is really relevant. There's probably, like, the the one business lady in this who's talking to Nadia. That's going to be the connector. She's probably the connector. But yeah, it's coming out, so we don't know. Yeah, but we don't know because it got delayed. It was supposed to come out this month, but it yes. got delayed because they want to make it better, which is good. Don't complain. Not you specifically. I mean everyone. Oh, my God, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it takes place during the... Um, it's, it starts off, and it's um, like, a, like a mission report. Yes. And they're talking about how it was just supposed to be a routine cleanup, and then shit started to go down, and everyone started to die, except for Nadia who is part of this trauma team who works for the hospital, but they're basically like a militarized police force, like riot squad. They are a riot hit squad. Yeah, who that work for the hospital. I don't know what they... Are they supposed to stop people who are augmented with the cyberpunkness? They are there... It's not fully explained 100%. Not even that. They're there really to... Again, just like a They're basically a peacekeeping force, but they work for the hospital, so if they injure people, I guess they bring them back... Both. They are... It's hard to explain. Yeah, because they they operate in pretty much a capacity where a SWAT team would operate, but also a medical team. Yeah. That's why it's called... Trauma team. Trauma team. Where they actually go off and they actually um, help, like, victims that are there. Yeah, but, but also they, take out people if they're right, really bad. Like, they, right. they showed up to, like, a They are a jacked-up Red Cross. <laughs> yeah, they, a Blue Cross. No, Blue Cross is... No, Red Cross is the... No, Blue, Blue Cross is health insurance. Yes. <laughs> I was like, are you talking about Blue, Cl- Blue Cross Blue Shield? That's yeah. health insurance. Yeah, that's health insurance, my bad. Yeah, Red Cross. But they're red asterisks. Because, like, Red Cross. Anyway, um, yeah, so they're fighting this uh, cyborg-enhanced dude, and he starts killing a bunch of their guys, jumps to Nadia explaining what happened, and then she gets cleared for duty. She goes back onto the squad with her new members... And then she comes across the same dude that killed her squad, and that is where we are left off in this dystopian cyberpunk world. The art's fantastic. The writing is Cullen Bunn, so he just pumps it out in his dreams with that yes. weird machine that we talk about. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going on with more of this. It's cool that we got to read this before the game came out because we get a, like an in-depth look. And it's cool if Nadia or the director or the bad guys show up in the game as well, or at least they mention it because CD Projekt Red is pretty good with mentioning like the book oh, yeah. stuff into their games. And that's the thing, they can really build on that. The yeah. one thing about this is that, uh, what I like a lot about it is that you don't even know, need to know or care about the actual it, book. It could just have been called Trauma well, Team. Are, yeah. It could have just been called Trauma Team or Trauma Team 2077 if you wanted to like give it a specific right. cyber date. And I would still read this book. Yeah, because it's... The only act- reason why I was first drawn to it because I was like, oh, it's a cyberpunk comic. I didn't know that was coming I, out. We haven't seen one in like... And then my next draw was Cullen Bunn. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because that dude just... Rights. Yeah, we, I love Colin Bunn personally. Um, so I'm super excited to see where this goes. It's cool that, like you said, you don't have to know what anything is. Nope. It stands out on its own. It's not based off the game's identity. Nope. They're only using the name because, I mean, Dark Horse does a lot of the game stuff. They have the Gears yeah. of War when they have the Halo books. They have the Witcher books. So it's cool to see more of that stuff. That's uh, the whole thing. So I, I do like it. Again, my only ne- I have one stupid negative, and it's like, 
a little bit more clarity of what they actually do, but I think that's... Based... It's, it's going to be a slow burn. Yeah. And you'll find out more just by context. I mean, we kind of know what they do. Yeah. They're context. a militarized riot squad yeah. for the hospital yeah. that is also probably, like, owned by the government. Which plays a bigger role probably in the game. Yeah. Which we don't know until the game comes out. But that's yeah. not a negative. That's really just, like, I just want more lore. Yeah. We need more lore. It sucks that it's only four issues. I wish it was five or six because then we would get a little bit more. Right. But it being four is still fine. Yeah. Plus, Cullen Bunn, I trust him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I trust him to give us a good story. Yeah. So. Uh, what would you give this out of uh, five? So I know it was a quick spoiler review because not a lot. It's, it's mostly it's a very action heavy book. Yeah, it really I don't want to spoil any of the action. Like we spoiled like the dude. Like it's not even like there's anything to spoil. They're after this dude. They find the dude. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's spoil. <laughs> and, and, but like that's the whole thing. Like there's no really major character development because it's all based on the action of the uh, the fight that took place in the in the in in the opening. Yeah. And it's Nadia getting clear for duty to hunt down yeah. this guy. But a lot of like a lot of what I'm gathering from this is also seems like it's like an inside job. Yes. That all the character, like all the people on her team were killed on purpose for yeah. some unknown reason. Right. Because let's be real, that's how all of these types of books work. Yeah, it's true. If you're a- Alien Dead Orbit, I think is like that, where it's like, they were sent to go get this alien, but the guys knew that it was going to kill all of them. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. But this seems like they were sent there to die. Yeah. Or like sent there on purpose to assess a hostile, very hostile situation that they were not prepared for. That's the whole thing. I really do like it where, um, I do like the book a lot. And again, if you didn't tell me this was part of the video game, I wouldn't care. It was actually just a cool cyberpunk book yeah. that we don't get. And I say cyberpunk as a genre, not the actual, like, book. Um, and it's kind of cool. Like, the fact that there's, I saw, I saw the ad. It's a yep. series. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool that it's just a cyberpunk, um, genre. And we don't have many of them. We have, like, Blade Runner right now. We have now. Blade Runner. We have Judge Dredd. Every once in a while, we get a RoboCop slash Terminator. Yeah, That's not cyberpunk-esque. No. They're cyberpunk adjacent. Yes. But, like, but really, if you're not reading the Judge Dredd books, which are really hard to get into. Yeah. False Witness just came out, yes. But yeah. it is still hard to get into without some lore. Yeah, because it's built on a yeah. lore. And then the Blade Runner stuff, if you don't know what Blade Runner is, yeah, it's still a good jumping on point. But it's very, like, lore it's happy. not as cyberpunky. No. It's more neo noir. Yeah, new, yes. It's got cyberness in it, but it's not as. This is cyberpunk. This yeah, is what this cyberpunk is. Actually is. Where cyberpunk this is. is the genre. And it's really cool. Uh, and again, you don't have to read this and play the game. Mm-hmm. You don't ever have to touch the game to understand this. Uh, this. Uh, yeah. You might not even play the game, but you'll definitely read this. Yeah, I like cyberpunk. <laughs> and I like the fact that it is a militarized hospital. And cyberpunk is actually based off an old RPG series. Is it? It's, it's uh, like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh wow! Except it's um it's called I think it's just called Cyberpunk. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. it came about around like, a couple of years after uh, f- like third edition came out. I did or something. not know that. Don't quote me on the third edition stuff, but I know it's a it's a tabletop RPG oh, that wow. they repurposed into a video game, which has been repurposed into this. Oh, I did not know that at all, actually. So yeah. See, I learned something new. There you See, go. See, you wrote me something new. <laughs> Normally, the other way around. All right, James. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh, uh, rating. Rating on this guy. Oh, I'm giving it rating on I'm giving it a four out of five. I'm giving it a four too. I, like, I need more. Yeah, that's what it is. it's one of those ones where it's like it's good, but I need more. Yeah. And I wish it was more fleshed. Yeah. But again, four issue mini, they'll explain it. Issue two or three will probably be a bigger dump. Of like course. a lower dump. So I'm excited. Uh do you want to close this out now? Since of we are I done. Can. Uh stay tuned to the end of the episode as well to listen to the ad that has been playing for the last two episodes. Yes. For the O C D Halloween special, which we are both a part of. More on that coming soon. Yes. We'll uh, it's starting in October, obviously. Yes, so. and I will be on a... I'm on episode four, you're on episode five. Yes. Spoilers. And I will be on a guest spot 
next week for X-Men. Sweet. Actually, it's next week because I oh. record this week. Nice, nice, nice. So I will be on a different show. We will, I'll, we'll post it on, on, yeah. on I mean, Instagram. If you listen to the end of the show, and also, yeah, I posted mine on Instagram. Yeah. We'll post yours. It's the same one that we did The Invincible with. Yes. Yeah, same, uh, same I'll show. be on talking about X-Men stuff, so I will be pimping out more next week. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, oh, and before I close this out, because I want to say this on, on the top before people stop listening, rate us on Apple. Rate us on Apple. Oh, Please yeah. got rate us on Apple. Rate mm-hmm. us on Apple, uh, T Public. Uh, we had another, we have eight or nine shirts sold so far. Nice. And only three of them are me. Nice. So that's pretty good. Cool. And if you bought them, please tag yourself. Yeah, please tag yourself or come into the store with them. That would yeah. be awesome. So, guys, thanks for listening. You guys can head over to our website at androidscomics.com and check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at androids underscore comics. The podcast Instagram androids amazing podcast and Twitter at androids comics for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share with a friend. And as always, support your local comic shop and have a nice day. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for more. Most excellent content. (laughs) Hello, darling. It's me, Tess Janos, host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And have I got a Halloween treat for you. This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or, or just... Just be there, ooh.